Welcome to Scoop with Steve Football. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Scoop with Steve Football. I'm your host, Stephen Clinton, an NFL film junkie slash data scientist with a background in quality control on the coaching staffs at Northwestern in Toledo. You can learn more about my background on my Substack, uh, but today I'm diving into a couple takeaways on the Minnesota Vikings. I worked through some film review in preparation for the 2023 NFL fantasy and gambling season. So, uh, the theme of today's show for the Vikings is, and I really want to say this in the uh, the kindest possible way, but uh, you know, the theme is uh, the question of uh, why is Kirk Cousins still the quarterback in Minnesota? Um, now, I say this in the context of uh, general manager Quasi uh, Adolfi Mensa's uh, comments in his first offseason on the job back last year in 2022, when uh, it was reported that he, you know, rightly stated in an interview that Cousins is not in the Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes tier, and that it is exceptionally difficult uh, to win an NFL championship with one of those without one of those guys at the quarterback position, um, which to me begs the question of why uh, Adolfi Mensa had extended Cousins for an additional season that spring. Uh, now, before I go on, I just want to um, say full disclosure. I interviewed with uh, Kwesi for uh, nearly a decade ago now for a position uh, with the 49ers as an intern. Um, definitely some dark years in my life and uh, was certainly not my best day. Uh, but my impression of Kwesi is that he's intelligent, articulate, and overall just a good dude. So I'm sure all of his decisions are really well thought out uh even if he has reached some different conclusions than i might have in terms of what he's done so i just want to uh throw that out there before i get get more into this uh kirk cousins discussion but getting into that that situation um you know uh quasi didn't uh say anything too crazy in my opinion when he when he said that about uh Kirk Cousins, but unlike, say, the Detroit Lions, who have shown an actual commitment to winning with Jared Goff, or say the Kansas City Chiefs of a few years ago, who never showed any signs they wanted to do anything but win with Alex Smith as their quarterback, uh, right up until they shocked everybody by trading up for Patrick Mahomes, it felt like. Um, you know, Kwesi, uh, you know, put it out there in, in public that uh, he sees the Cousins era as more or less sort of a placeholder era for the Vikings. And, uh, you know, once you cross that bridge of having put that out there into the open, um, I think you in 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 certain regard, certain respects, uh, put your team in, in a sort of purgatory until you rip off the Band-Aid, uh, separate uh, this era of Vikings football from the Mike Zimmer, Rick Spielman era and uh, move forward fresh with, with somebody other than Kirk Cousins at, at quarterback, uh, because, you know, it sounds like in an honest moment, you don't really believe in this guy as, you know, the the guy you want pulling the trigger in, in your opportunity to be a general manager in the National Football League, right? So, you know, I think that, you know, at the time, the financials uh, would have presented an obstacle uh, without a doubt. But, you know, that's where I think the hard decision had to be made. Um, you either genuinely try to compete with Kirk Cousins at quarterback. Um, you sign an extension accordingly um, and so that you've got the cap space to build a team around him. Or you just, you know, decide that Kirk Cousins is not the future. He's not the guy that you're going to, you're hoping, uh, you know, wins a championship for you. Um, and you, you know, take the hard medicine, deal with whatever cap ramifications would have had to be dealt with and, you know, move on. Um, because, you know, it's, you just kind of wonder what you're doing otherwise. Um, 
you know, I, I feel like instead, um, you know, Minnesota has kind of spent the past two years teetering. Um, you know, I, I, I do want to say as a caveat before we talk about the, the trade for TJ Hawkinson that in that trade for TJ Hawkinson, um, Adolfi Menza did, uh, it, get pick swaps in in both the 2023 and 2024 drafts right so in, in 2023 it was a it was a second round swap for a fourth rounder and then in in 2024 um i believe a third rounder for for um a pick that would be determined in the future and given the trade that uh adofi mensa made at the 2022 nfl draft when he swapped the 12th and 46 picks uh uh and sent those to detroit in exchange for the 32nd 34th and uh i think 66 pick. Sorry, I've got that written down wrong in my notes. It says 46. And obviously, the Vikings traded that one. But you know, that pick swap, you know, was uh, the type of uh, move that indicates that, you know, uh, Adolfi Mensa is not as attached to round and is more, you know, interested in getting more bites at the apple than uh, maybe your average general manager. So he might have looked at that Hawkinson trade uh, with the two pick swaps involved uh, um, a little bit differently than than maybe most general managers would have looked at it in, in terms of value. So I want to give him the benefit of the doubt on that. However, I don't think there's any getting around the fact that when you trade for, you know, a, a player in TJ Hawkinson, who, um, you know, is, is a very good player at tight end who, but who also, I mean, you know, the Vikings went to great pains to scheme him open an awful lot uh, once they acquired him. And, you know, that to me is, is not necessarily the mark of an elite player when, you know, there's clearly a dedicated effort by the staff to really work you open uh, rather than, you know, just a dedicated effort to get you the ball because you get open no matter what, you know, I think those are two different things. You've got Justin Jefferson who is get him the ball because he's always open. Um, and Hawkinson where it was more like, you know, yeah, he, he's a good player, but you know, to really, you know, inflate his stats almost, um, we're going to rig up a lot of things to help him out. So, you know, anyway, you're, you're getting that, that player who is on, playing on the fourth year of his rookie deal and will be entering the fifth year uh, rookie option um, the following season, which means like you're not getting a discount on this guy. You know, if you do sign him to a contract extension or um, you're either going to have to franchise him or you're going to have to pay him at, you know, uh, really top of market rate because you, you know, as we've seen in so many other trade situations, the Laramie Tunzel deal uh, atop them, you know, you kind of hamstring yourself when you trade for a player and don't extend him immediately because you've given up that, you know, leverage in negotiation where, you know, the, the player's agent can sit there across from the general manager and say, well, uh, you clearly do value this player very highly because you just, you know, traded XX and X for a year and a half of him, right? So, you know, I thought that any way you cut it and no matter how you are valuing those pick swaps, the, the trade for uh, TJ Hawkinson was the, the type of move that a team that feels like they're contending makes because, you know, no matter how much, you know, head coach Kevin O'Connell might love TJ Hawkinson, if the plan is to move on from Kirk Cousins in two years, uh, you know, at the end of Hawk Hawkinson's fifth year option, then keeping him around on a, you know, a veteran extension to play with you know a rookie quarterback I, I don't know how much that makes sense in terms of a timeline you know what I'm saying so it's not about adding TJ Hawkinson as a player or really even the value of the trade it's just more about what is our real end goal here and, and what are we doing this season are we competing or are we not competing now the Vikings at the time were riding all those one score wins out to, to you know what amounted to a 10 and 2 start but then they collapsed down the stretch 
And now we've gotten into this offseason and after making the move for Hawkinson, well, they're moving on from, it seems like, you know, damn near every veteran um, who was a part of the Mike Zimmer and uh, Rick Spielman era, which again, that's a fine thing to do, but you know, that's the act of a team that is in a rebuild. And, you know, I really like their high upside, uh, low risk moves to sign a Marcus Davenport or a Byron Murphy, um, you know, in terms of an edge rusher and a cornerback who, you know, were high draft picks and never quite worked out, uh, despite having some, you know, promising flashes on their film. So I really like those moves. But again, those are the moves of a rebuilding team. And as long as Kirk Cousins is in place, you know, I, I just don't quite see that. And um, so, you know, I, I'm rambling a little bit here, but I guess the, the the bigger point is that I think that at some point here, the Vikings really need to draw a line in the sand and, and you know, delineate the different errors of, of the regimes who have been running this organization in Minnesota. And, you know, you want to see Kwesi Adolfi Mensa and, uh, you know, Kevin O'Connell really break free and, and do their own thing. And they clearly don't think that that thing is competing with Kirk Cousins. So, you know, the Vikings have an upcoming decision point with uh, Danelle Hunter, who, um, is drawing a lot of trade interest, uh, you know, had a good year after being injured in uh, with a neck injury in 2020. And then the the torn peck in 2021, I thought that Danelle Hunter looked really good last year. Um, you know, you get a reminder of just how talented the guy is. And with one year left on his deal, uh, Ian Rappaport of NFL.com has um, reported that there is interest in, in Danelle Hunter from around the league. And, you know, at the end of the day, if, if you're going into the season and you haven't been all that aggressive in, in bolstering the roster, right? You've, you've let a lot of veterans go. In, in an honest moment, you said that you don't believe that Kirk Cousins is, is the guy who's going to win you a championship. So do, do you roll out the ball in the first week of 2023 saying that you're going to try to compete around Kirk Cousins and you're going to keep Danielle Hunter in the fold? Or do you, you know, kind of put up the white flag before the season and trade Danielle Hunter Um make sure that he doesn't get hurt in training camp or early in the season and you don't get anything back for him. And, you know, yeah, maybe it is just a future third rounder or a future fourth rounder. But at the same time, I think that that decision would create, would give you a certain amount of freedom as the general manager to just say, no, like, this is the way we're going. This is my opportunity to, to run a team in the NFL. And I'm going to, you know, chart a very definitive course here. Now, of course, there's plenty of time for, for Kwesi to do that. Um, we just recently saw Nick Casario have to wait it out in Houston for multiple years before he could really put his mark on on the Houston Texans franchise with, you know, not only the, the draft pick of CJ Stroud, but to me, you know, trading up for Will Anderson was a, a definite moment where Casario was letting everybody know that the Texans were no longer lying dormant and he, you know, did have a plan. He just had to wait. And, you know, it could be the same case for the Vikings. But again, I just think that, you know, you either needed to, you know, build around cousins and try to compete or, or just make a clean break and, you know, start over because I just don't really know what you've been doing in the interim. It's just, as I think I mentioned earlier, just a sort of purgatory. So, you know, I, I don't know, maybe they try to split the baby here and you go into the first few weeks of, of the the season. And if it goes poorly, you trade Hunter. And if it doesn't, then you, then you keep him. But at the same time, I, I think that that would show just a lack of conviction in what your belief is or isn't in Kirk Cousins. And, you know, just just briefly, I guess I can, you know, I'll talk quickly about what, who Kirk, Kirk Cousins is. And, you know, he's he's always shown us who he is. Like, he he's a guy who has limited physical tools. He's got, you know, he's unable to really attack tight windows or drive, really drive the ball downfield, right? He, he can't be aggressive throwing the ball. We saw 
what happens when he is aggressive trying to throw the ball early in his career when Cousins was turning the ball over at an unsustainable rate. So he's, you know, turned made a ton of money and had a really long, fairly successful NFL career by recognizing his physical limitations and working in the short to intermediate areas. But anybody who was surprised when Kirk Cousins threw the ball three yards to TJ Hawkinson on fourth and eight in, in the playoffs last year, you know, you just haven't been watching enough of him. You know, I linked to my Substack article about the Vikings in the show notes here, but over there, I showed two examples um from week 14 against the Detroit Lions where Cousins has an open receiver past the sticks on the concept he is reading and he elects to take the more conservative option um and and throw the ball short of the sticks in both cases you know it's just kind of his MO it's who he is and you know you you make a determination on who that player is and, and whether or not he fits into your plans I don't think you hedge or you try to kind of wonder and you know take this middle road where you're paying him like 30 million dollars a year for multiple years while you're just ultimately not making any progress as, as a franchise in either direction. So, you know, if you are trying to tear it down and, and, and rip it down to the studs, then having Kirk Cousins there to win seven or eight games is, is not necessarily helping you do that. And you're clearly not competing the way that, you know, the Alex Smith chiefs of the past were. So, you know, I, I think that they're just kind of stuck in this, in this middle ground. And, you know, it, it's a weird spot because, you know, the Vikings have so many great players, right? You've got Justin Jefferson, who is just like, I mean, unbelievable, right? And I mean, I, I don't even have words for how spectacular the start to his NFL career has been. I mean, I'm a big fan of Christian Darrisaw at left tackle. I think that they've got a foundation piece there with multiple years left on his rookie deal. Flip, or yeah, I guess that's, although that's running out quickly. Flip over to the other side. I like Brian O'Neill's the bookend there. So, you know, there there's more than a few pieces to build around here in Minnesota. But, you know, at the same time, I, I think that you have to make a decision about where you are in your, in your building process. And, um, you know, it, maybe it's a situation where you really did just have to wait out the Cousins contract. But I think two years is an awful lot of time to to spend on a quarterback who, in an honest moment, you don't believe in. So. Anyways, uh, that's it for the Vikings today. I uh, hope that didn't sound too negative about Kirk Cousins, because obviously there have been a lot of coaches around the NFL who felt they could win with Kirk Cousins pulling the trigger for them and building a team around him that that worked around, you know, Cousins, you know, generally making pretty safe decisions with the ball and, and you know, running a ball control offense around him where, you know, the the Shanahan uh, scheme and the rumors of him going to Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco Niners kind of at the top of the list. So, you know, it's not necessarily about Kirk Cousins, you know, being a great player or a good player or whatever. It's that Kirk Cousins is who he is and you either want him to be your quarterback or you don't. And if you don't, then I just don't really understand with the incredibly short lifespans that some guys get as decision makers in the NFL, why you would spend two years, uh, you know, with a guy that you just don't believe in. So anyways, that's my take. Um, and that's it for the Vikings today. I did post some more thoughts on uh, Cousins and Janelle Hunter that you can check out over on my Substack. stack, uh, watching some Detroit Lions tape today. And we'll be back uh, with uh, some thoughts on the fighting Dan Campbell's and their 2023 outlook tomorrow. Uh, as always, thanks for watching. If you can't tell, I love uh, talking NFL football. And if you enjoy listening so much, the better. Hope you all have a great summer day. Uh, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel and Substack, all those things. Um, and I will be back tomorrow.